Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Pastor David Fountain of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Pastor David teaches through God's Word. Philippians chapter 1, verse 27, he says, Let your conduct be worthy of the message of Jesus, so that whether I come and see you or am absent, I may hear of your affairs, that you stand fast in one spirit, with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel. Paul was writing from prison to the church in Philippi. And he says, Whether I'm able to come or not, live in alignment with the message. Do you ever feel lost or uncertain in your faith? Do you wonder how to live in alignment with Christ? In today's message, Pastor David talks about how to live in alignment with Christ. We need to follow his example. This means reading the Bible and studying the way that he lived so we can live out his teaching. Stick around after today's message from Pastor David. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor David in the book of Romans chapter 12 as he continues his message, Living Sacrifice. Here in Romans 12, what he's talking about is specifically spiritual gifts and how those work together. So today, let's get into that side of things. Again, he tells us We are interdependent, dependent on one another. We need each other, individually members of one another. And, you know, some say that the gifts were really only for the, like the early church, but there's no area in the Bible that actually says that. And there are so many believers I know, including myself, who practice the gifts of the Spirit, that that doesn't fit. It just doesn't, it's not biblical. The other side that people get weird about this is they'll, elevate, right? If on that side, I would say people are elevating teaching or elevating certain other things. On the other side, we can elevate, people elevate the spectacular, they elevate the tongues, the visions, the prophecy. And all of those, I believe, are biblical and happen now. We see them, they operate in our church all the time. But to elevate the spectacular above the stuff that looks less spectacular to us is equally unbiblical. He says that's not, that's not right either. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, he very similar to this passage in Romans, in 1 Corinthians 12, he says, now you are the body of Christ, members of it individually, and God has appointed these in the church, apostles, prophets, teachers, miracles, gifts of healings, helps, administrations, varieties of tongues, are all apostles, are all prophets, are all teachers, are all workers of miracles, do all have gifts of healings, do all speak with tongues, do all interpret tongues? No. The point is no. But earnestly desire the best gifts. 
And he goes on in the next couple of chapters to explain best means what's most useful for the people around you. What do the people around you need? Those are the best gifts. And God, again, he's not made us as robots. He has made us with a capacity for choice. And he cultivates that in us partly by giving us this this invitation to take a look and ask him what's best here and, and cooperate with him. Look for what, what does our community, what do the people around me need? What would, what would be a blessing? What would be beneficial to the people in my world? The people I come to church with, the people at my job, at my gym, at my grocery store. Like what in your world is needed. He says, ask him, ask God to work that through you more. And it's important, I think, that we remember to not despise the, the like mundane gifts. He lifts administration up alongside miraculous healing. Right? The organization is equally miraculous, he says, as the, the gifts of healing or tongues. The point is not what's going to make the biggest show, but what is needed here? What has God put in you, whether he's, it's already something you walk in or it's something that you really desire? And what would it, what's going to be helpful where you're at? What is he already doing in you? What gifts has he already given you that you see at work? Evangelism or prophecy or administration or... You know, what, what are the gifts, the capacities that he's put into you for building up people and drawing people to himself? Those are both discipleship. Whether it's somebody does not know Jesus and now you're sharing with them about Jesus or somebody does know Jesus, but they need to grow in this area. Or they, you know, they're, they're wounded or weak and you have this thing that you can bring to help build them up. Those, both sides of that are discipleship. So how can you use the gifts that he's given you for making disciples. And then what would you like to see more of in your own life? Personally, I've said this a few times now, but like lately he's, in the last six months, the last year, he's really put the issue of evangelism, prophecy, those gifts, he's really made, like, he burdened me with them. I've wanted to grow in those. And as I have asked him for them over the last year, I've seen him do so much. I've seen him give me specific things for people that I wouldn't have known otherwise or the right, the right word at the right time. For somebody like, you know, he brings somebody to mind and brings a verse to mind and, and they're like, that was exactly what I needed or that's exactly what I was praying about or, you know, he'll, he'll, he'll move in these different ways as, as I ask. He didn't do it before I asked for it. He prompted me to ask for it. As I ask for evangelism opportunity, he gives opportunity. Is there something that he's putting on your heart? You're like, I'd like to grow in evangelism or organization or tongues or prophecy. Is there something he's burdening you with? And be diligent to keep asking him, to keep seeking, to, to work on these things. Because again, the only way we build these things is by intentionally practicing the gifts that he's given and the gifts that he is giving. We seek to grow with him. In Philippians chapter one, 
verse 27, he says, let your conduct be worthy of the message of Jesus so that whether I come and see you or am absent, I may hear of your affairs, that you stand fast in one spirit with one mind striving together for the faith of the gospel. Paul was writing from prison to the church in Philippi. And he says, whether I'm able to come or not, live in alignment with the message in such a way that I hear about the impact you're making, even if I am not able to come visit. And I, I love our family. I think our, our church family does an awesome job. But I think there's an invitation for us to grow in this. I mean, what would it look like in your job, family, your social circle, if you were more zealous for people meeting Jesus and growing in discipleship? What would that look like? What would it look like if all of us were more committed to making disciples? This has really been on my heart in the last year or two, in particular, thinking about you know the, the parts of Jesus' church that are in persecuted countries. And just learning from them that, you know, such a, a lifestyle of commitment. They know their life could be lost quickly for sharing Jesus. So they're committed. They're sharing Jesus. They're asking Jesus for opportunities and looking, you know, how can I pray with you? This person, you know, talking to Jesus and taking the opportunities he gives. And I've just been challenged with that to, to live the same way. Like they do it under oppression. How much more when we have no opposition? You know, we really have nothing standing in the way if we want to pray with people and talk to people about Jesus in our culture. You know, not going to be thrown in jail. It needs to be about Jesus. It's not, this is not about politics. This is not about ideology. It's about Jesus. I think he's challenging us. I think he's calling us up. That we would, you know, our, our brothers and sisters in chains, like Paul was in chains when he wrote this, that whether we visit them, whether they visit us or not, that they would hear of our affairs, that we have, that we stand fast together in one spirit with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel. for joining us today for Main Thing Radio. There's so much to learn and appreciate from the Book of Romans. Paul wrote this letter to the church in Rome, even though he'd never met those people. This is how it can be with ministry over the radio too. People are touched by God's Word, even if you haven't met in person. For those who do live nearby Miami, we invite you to join us at Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach on Sundays for our weekly services. We gather at 9 and 11 a.m. and at 1 p.m. for worship and Bible study. We offer Spanish translation for the 11 a.m. and 1 p.m. services. If you're not able to join us in person, join us online for each service. We'll be live streaming on our church website. You'll find out more and be able to connect at MainThingRadio.com. Just click on About to find a link to our church homepage. If these messages have been an encouragement to your heart, would you let us know? Give us a call at 305-531-2730. When you call, also let us know how we can be lifting you up in prayer. That number again is 
2730. Thanks so much for listening to God's Word today. We trust it has blessed your soul and renewed you in a special way. That's it for today, but please come back next time right here on Main Thing Radio.